Hello everyone. This is your host Monica Singh for podcast Take the Power Back. And today's guest is Anna George. Anna is dearest friend of mine and we've been in touch with each other for a few years by now. Before I want to explain more about her experiences, her um accomplishment in beauty uh, in entertainment industry and the finance industry i would love if anna can tell you all about so that you will know her journey what she has been uh working in two multiple different industries all together for past two decades now welcome anna oh thank you so much monica it's a pleasure and a privilege So Anna you've been working uh in finance industry because I I was going through with your educations and all, all the background and uh, I always like uh, awed with your uh grace and beauty and the uh, the confidence you bring on the table whenever I I I always get on a phone call with you is immense it's really really impressive for me as like i always learn something from you when i talk to talk to you so i want people to know about your education background and what you do uh, in your in your day to day lifestyle uh yes well um i i have a ba in economics from wellesley college and i have an mba in finance from columbia and yes um i did work in finance for quite a while in both the banking side uh doing long negotiated deals that would take like a year or so to to close and uh sometimes sooner but um and then also on the sales and trading side where I was putting together different products using um various fixed instru- fixed income instruments um yeah and so which was more product specific and understanding you know pricing and um economics and interest rates uh, and currencies etc etc so it was quite interesting but very stressful and i think i just got burnt out so which is why i, <laughs> I suddenly did this switch you know it's a hard it's a hard business to be in yeah especially mm-hmm. if you're female so. <laughs> yeah um usually people don't know uh that you are an indian woman because uh in western countries usually people do not get that india has like a uh, so many religions so many culture and then uh, we have a lot of christians who has a different name as well do does people ever uh, get confused uh, when they uh, when they just heard your name and then uh, it's turned out to be an indian woman do do you have do you ever receive such questions in your life Uh yeah yeah um people do get confused because the the assumption is that I've just um, anglicized my name which isn't really true we're from an ancient community of Christians from Kerala and we were converted in 50 roughly 52 AD to Christianity um by Thomas the apostle one of the original 12 apostles of Christ who came from Syria to South India to Kerala and um he uh, this the story is he's he uh converted 100 brahmin families to christianity I, but there is some question of perhaps they were the buddhists actually because buddhism and christianity are quite similar um so we are given christian names biblical names so anna is uh, in the bible she was the mother of mary and she uh, also was the first to recognize christ as divine in the temple she and simon in the new testament 
and um, I think there's one more instance of her. So, and then we're also, you know, when the British came, they they changed the whole system of naming or tried to, where you had a first name and a last name. So many people from Kerala just took their house name as the last name, or they just took their father's first name. So. Um, this is just my father's first name, Anna George, and then I have a different house name. So yeah, people do get confused, and sometimes they think I'm Mediterranean, and um, or as I earlier, they just Westernized by name. But it's like actually very, um, it's actually you know very Indian. It's Anna from the Bible, and um, and George is like the uh, George is like Georgiou. It originated from uh, Georgiou was um, the Syrian version of it. So yes. Wow, <laughs> that that's a very insightful because um, even I'm Indian, so I I'm not so much um, familiar with the process like how it is because I grew up in North India, so usually like a uh, uh, UP side and in and Delhi side, so we have a different culture from the South India as well. But we were always been aware about uh, like there are so many Christian uh, people are uh, based in South as well but we never really got into the process how they did that but and uh, but I know one thing like all the South Indian women are so gorgeous and I just want to tell the listeners like Anna is gorgeous like I always wanted to know what she does to keep her beauty like that and is there some sort of a regime she follows which we all can follow you know Oh, do you do something my different? My grandmother used to give us. We, we always had coconut oil baths every week, once a week, when, when, <laughs> I, was a, when I was a young girl and growing up there. But um, I think the main thing is to stay out of the sun. You know, um, okay. we were never allowed to, you know, go out during midday. And um, and even if you go to Kerala, you know, um, you just see the women who, you know, if they can't drive, if they're just walking everywhere, they just have those ubiquitous black umbrellas. You know that they're. Kerala um, is beautiful place to go. I think a lot of people from western part of the world goes to India, and they always go and uh, live in Kerala, especially whenever it comes to south. It's very Kerala green. It's like they call it very the green. Venice. Yeah. They call it the Venice of India. There are all these waterways yes. and canals, and you yeah. and the, the houseboats and everything. There are some mini yeah. hotels who run in a boat as well, so people always go that. That's yeah, amazing. but I guess people don't. Uh, uh, many people don't know India just came into being in 1947. Prior yeah. to that, you know, there was the British Empire, and it was just a whole bunch of little kingdoms grew, ruled, you know, yeah. um, yeah, uh, ruled by a foreign power. And prior to the British, it was the Mughals. So it's it's really been a you know conquered land for a long time. But it's it's not been um, you know one entity, one body, India, which is relatively, which is quite new. So. You know where you're from is just what you were different language, different customs, yeah. different religion, and you know, uh, and and there's so many. It's in India so diverse. And, I mean, there are plenty of Hindus, you know, with a more complicated sound, Indian sounding name, traditionally called Indian yeah. sounding names in South India too. So uh, it's been. I mean, uh, we are in 2022 now, but I sometimes I still feel like a lot of people have these. Questions about India, and then they get still get surprised by it because most of the time, when I meet people, I'm going for the summit or I'm meeting as a, like you know for the you know business dinners or something like that. Some people do get surprised uh, by how well Indians can speak, and then especially that uh, typical version of Indian people talking English, and then. when they meet 
uh someone who 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 doesn't sound like you know they are like a typically indian i don't know what what people think about that um i do get these kind of a surprising question have you received such questions still like in this time of our life as well um well i i i think more, more and more people are and yes you know certainly um become a little bit more prominent than it was you know 20 years ago so people are you know aware but yeah i think uh, I, i think people forget you know that we were part of the british empire so we you know uh, it's my it's my first language you know and and because we grew i didn't grow up in kerala where malayalam is spoken so if you don't grow up in your you don't speak your mother tongue when you're living in you know in calcutta or up or you know gujarat and you so english is really the common the language of law the language of business and It's funny because um a friend of mine was very surprised you met this person from Ghana and who speaks fluent English you know and she was just amazed you know and, but then you know <laughs> we both were, were kind of amused because Ghana of course was you know under the British ones too so so it's quite you know common to speak it over there just as it is yeah. in, in India yeah, yeah. but I mean uh, uh, less so these days but you know less so people are surprised that I speak it well but But yeah, I still run into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. So, um Anna, a lot of people uh don't know about your that you also have your own financial firm or you work with uh in Wall Street as well and then side by side you always been into entertainment industry and I'm pretty sure people going to find out after this episode that they, where they have seen you and uh it is a total different two worlds right because uh there is a one which you studied in and then you are successful in that field and then you you work into that but there is something uh you um you became a part of entertainment industry almost like decades ago so it's it's a two side of you so how do you manage to you know to know that i'm sure it's 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 your talent i'm pretty much sure but that i just want to know like a lot of people get confused with the factors um the people who always like they say like oh, follow your dreams follow your dreams and then there's certain things people have multiple dreams are you uh, are you one of those like who has these two dreams which runs simultaneously parallel to to your world but then which industry do you feel completely yourself you know like okay this is me and then this is off screen anna and then when you go for uh, audition or be a part of uh, any character in these tv shows and movies you have to portray exactly how they want you to portray and then that's some some of the roles are not at all resonate with your own personality how do you switch yourself into off screen and on screen anna off screen and on screen i mean we all have different aspects right and it's we bring forth what's required at the moment right and um so when i play a mother you know on television i just bring forth you know if the part calls for it you know a, a mothering you know, love or a, or a stern mother or a, a, you know whatever happens to be written and um and you just interpret you know what's on the script because what uh, what's what's in the script is you know it's black and white it's flat and solid page and you have to you know flesh it out right yeah and, and um so you just bring those different aspects of you because we all have well, you know people are complicated they have different talents they have different feelings you know and and so are you just happen to whatever is required to define and to expand and to 
make the bring the character you know the role to life so it's not that i become i mean i i just use what's in me just tap into what's in me and maybe it's not something that i i mean if i were playing some sort of weird perverted killer it's not something i go around doing you know? <laughs> but but you know you just i'm sure so sure we all have our dark side that we can tap into so it's just tapping into um different different aspects of 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 um you know one's one's personality and or, or i mean that's maybe buried or just never developed you know if it's if in this case you know if i were playing a serial killer which i haven't had the privilege of doing but uh, <laughs> usually play mothers so i'm sure if you get me. such roles you're going to be a, such a badass <laughs> you know criminal yeah. related woman a boss lady you know you have yeah. the personality <laughs> yeah yeah so anyway um Yeah so it's not um it's just a question of um sculpting you know using what's within you and then um bringing that to the whatever all it is that um you know one has been um has the privilege to to play so yeah so do you do you usually get uh these kind of requests from the director or producer of the show to be more indian and not letting you to be like uh, do they make such such sort of demands and something like no, that no no not no i never i've never i actually have i mean i know um i i i know um uh, you know that uh, certain actors have been asked to like do the indian accent right yeah i uh, fortunately i i've actually never been asked to do that which is nice so um um in the caricature peter sellers you know indian accent i've never actually been asked to do that accent and i you know and i don't think i would want to play some role where it's just some dreadful caricature i think i wouldn't accept a role like that but um but no i would say no one's ever asked me to, i've been lucky no one's ever asked me to do that maybe because i have naturally this accent that is you know people consider indian so um and of course i can dial it up and dial it down i i think i have dialed it up you know in, with with respect to certain comedies because certain parts are just funnier when sometimes you can make it more <laughs> in, but but never in an extreme way you know and um yeah and uh in a real way because um you know even in india like people speak english with so many different accents depending on where they learned it who 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 taught them and how how um late in life they learned it etc cetera, etc cetera. so um so no no uh, yes too so the short answer is um no no one's ever asked me to be um more indian because uh well i am indian okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean i i know what you mean but because I, uh, this question came to me because uh, in previous uh, couple, uh, one episode we had two actresses and producers those girls who've been a part of the theater and they also an actor who uh, studied in new york and everything and when we were talking about the same question with them and they says they usually do get because uh you know like how people sometimes like judge by the sometimes you get judged how, if you look indian then they expect you to be indian and then and then and if you don't sound indian they ask you to sound indian which is absurd and uh, and i never understood this question is like how do you sound indian because uh, i think you i think what they're usually i mean i haven't had i'm not saying that other people uh, many people have had that experience where they want this indian accent right and uh, and uh, you just have to you know if that's what they want you know if the part calls for it maybe i don't know a provincial woman who's just come from 
the village in, uh, you know, in, in Gujarat or wherever, you know, in Uttar Pradesh, you know, and so she's not expected to speak, you know, with um, an English accent, but more of a um, maybe, you know, pr- a provincial sort of English accent from Indian accent from. So I, I guess um, they must be referring to that. I, I haven't had those roles. I mean, and actually, once I did in a play, but and but. I don't think I think they just felt I sounded foreign enough with the accent that I can't <laughs> I wasn't asked to actually do that but I certainly um, I, I think many actors have been asked to do that accent mm-hmm. um, I, if anything you know I've, I've gone up for a British p- person and mm-hmm. I've been told well, can you make your accent super British you know so oh, or, wow. can you, or can you make your accent more American no, no one's ever actually asked me to make my accent oh, more that, Indian because they think that, because they do they do ask me to um, sound more American because they want an Americanized mm-hmm. um, person of Indian origin. So that I've had to do. But... Have you worked in Indian uh, like Bollywood, uh, or you always uh, you started working in this side of the world in this industry? And I mean, how did it all start? It I mean, it's I've from never, India. I've not. No, no, I've never actually worked in Bollywood. I've been lucky enough to live in New York, and so it you know has a huge theater community and and plenty of films and and you know television shows shoot shoot here and um, abundance of actors and acting teachers and so I just um I, I just started by dropping into class when I whenever I could with wonderful Sandra Lee and um, and I just had fun because we were reading a lot of great plays and doing scene study and um, and um, so that's like how I started and then I was lucky to get a manager who started cautiously sending me out because he wasn't sure if I would disgrace him and and you know and of course his his core of actors is his reputation so and I started booking some roles fairly soon and um, and that's how it started but you know um, things have certainly changed and I would say in the last you know year um, I've had plenty m- m- many many more opportunities than I've ever had before because you know there seems to be more interest in casting um, with you know, a more diverse set of people so that's yeah i mean uh, nowadays if you see in the shows there are more indian actors are involved like uh, not if they are not nationality they're not indian but they are indian origin people now you get to see them in uh, current running uh, tv shows and everything and then i've seen you um uh, after i got introduced through our common friend eyes i've seen you in sex in the city i've seen you in new girl i've seen you in royal pain and um, those are the three shows where I've seen you, seen your work. I mean, uh, of course, you played a part of an uh, Indian character, uh, uh, as in like in, they have given you Indian name and everything. But then you sounded more real Indian in in this part of the world of entertainment than anyone. I would say that because the part is like I have seen playing their character in the TV show. They make it sound such a way that it's kind of a. Uh, it sounds like oh, that's how it should be, but yeah. uh, you you made it very natural for us. Like uh, so, I I always loved that part of your work when I saw your work everywhere, and uh, it, it's like uh, no matter where you're from, but who you are, you reflected that. Is like I, I felt like in every character you have played, nobody made you to sound not like you so that's the that's an amazing part and i feel feel like if somebody gave you 
different name um you know like uh, not like mrs singh or pooja and this you can you can roll up with that as well nobody can say that but some of the character i always seen and they always like given the indian name and they have to play certain things but well, uh, i'm I glad my first role was not for an indian i just played a librarian and i think the character's name was josephine Mm. And um and and there've been a, n- a number of roles that where I've you know auditioned and because you know I am Indian they they've changed the name from the German name to an Indian name so mm-hmm. um yeah just to reflect that you know I'm not blonde and blue-eyed but you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so I do I have actually um worked uh, in roles that are, you know that are non-indian with with non-indian names what and who inspired to do what you're doing uh, in this industry is it a person or an incident or a multiple life experiences that motivate to motivated you to your path i uh, i i always liked acting i always like reading and acting and i i did it when i was in boarding school many years ago and in india and but then i just never felt that um there would be any demand for someone like me i didn't think that I could actually end up building any sort of career you know as a as an Indian actress and in America and uh so I didn't pursue it but um but um I think you know they said I got a bit burnt out and I just ended up um going to class I don't think it was any person who or any incident or anything it's just that it's something that was in me just but it's not the only thing it's not like acting is the only thing i can do or finance is the only thing i can do i just um i i i feel lucky that i have a lot of interests and um, they're not limited to just working in finance or, or being an actress but um you know i happen to be in new york and something that i enjoyed i had um producer friends and and um and uh, you know i was a bit unhappy in finance because it was just you know, a lot of work and not much living you know and so a friend of mine suggested i just develop do something with my creative side and that's why i just popped into i you know i found a teacher and uh, well she she actually recommended the teacher so um and i really enjoyed it so i just enjoyed it so much it made me happy and it was just a nice uh nice to do something completely different you know than from analyzing and negotiating <laughs> and Yeah. So something I I mean on the same note I now I I'm really curious like with what people might not know about any any t- t- hidden talents would you care to share with our listeners? I think Besides. most people have um you know I think we all have lots of talents and it's just a question of what you know you what what you have time and discipline to develop. So I mean I love playing the piano but I don't have too much time to you know to actually sit down and play every day. and um i love languages i love speaking different languages and learning different languages and um i love um mountaineering I like skiing but i just don't have much time to do all of these things but uh but yeah there's a few that i can mention i'm sure there's plenty more um So have you had any struggle in all these process to prove your talent among other options people have? Um I don't know. well with with respect to um um the acting um I, I you know as I mentioned before the problem is that um you know until fairly recently there weren't really um too many roles for someone like me so It, it wasn't a question so much of proving the talent it's a question of like finding a role you know where, 
where I could actually be cast in or where someone you know would want to cast me and let me I just did um a new show that is going to be airing in I believe September on Netflix called Partner Track and the showrunner who's just wonderful um Georgia Lee you know wrote this marvelous part um of a real estate heiress and um the head of a private equity fund so and oh you know, that's like I, written for you yeah yeah but it's just so much fun to do and uh and um you know normally I wouldn't be cast as a lawyer even though I could you know or or a banker you know what the banker is. so this is the first time I've played something like that I'm usually, I'm usually cast as mothers as Indian mothers mm-hmm. um yeah so that's that's interesting I can't wait to see it I mean uh uh now like i've seen the latest uh, uh, sex in the city where indian indian family and then indian character has been introduced as a part of the you know ca- one of the characters and uh, since i only uh, like know you in in certain <laughs> leagues i always like i think they should have an on the show right i always like i was like you know this this role and i would have done it amazingly too i mean i want to see you in sex in the city this rerun show as well and i always always think about that because uh, uh, you know like uh, how uh, how like people always reflect about certain things and then when you know someone you know that they're going to bring justice i mean no, no offense to anyone who is working any character in a right now in that show because they are they all are amazing i've seen those people in different movies uh, like uh, like yourself as well previously so they are familiar faces for me as well but uh, i just want to be a little partial in that ca- way that oh i want to anna to be in that show too <laughs> so something Thank like you. that yeah <laughs> uh, so if you had a chance to do anything different in your life would you change anything if so and what and if not then why not oh i don't know you know there's so many things that you one thinks of changing you know and um i could just go on and on but uh something you know, very peculiar hmm? something very particular or something you would say that oh i i wish i would have done that and instead of that i mean i always one always well i mean i i i do think of that and i do think of but i i can't say i mean i'm i'm enjoying where i am right now i mean there are plenty of things i could have done differently but it's just speculating you know really more than anything else i can't really definitively say that i shouldn't have done this or i shouldn't have done that and because what i've done has just led me in all these directions that i never thought would be open or available to me but yeah of course um you um there are you know one i do reevaluate decisions that i've made but um nothing that um has really fortunately brought me too much grief you know or where i can firmly say i shouldn't have done this or i shouldn't have done that so <laughs> that's yeah. good so which which part of your life is uh, keeps you more busy and uh, i know we all had a covid experience it's been more it's been almost 2 years now and uh, which industry kept always kept you busy and then keep the on a, on a psychological way like i was like keep you sane to keep on going and going uh, what you've been up to for past 2 years 
Well, um, recently it's been really, um, since um, it's, it's been actually really busy with, um, there's just there's been so much opportunity. Um, I've been auditioning a lot and um, more than I ever have. And, I, and I, you know, of course, because I think, you know, there's interest in having more diverse casting and different types of stories are being told also. Um, so I've been kind of super busy with that. And, um, but when COVID hit, I, when COVID hit for the first three months, I was here in New York. I fortunately, you know, was lucky to have, um, you know, actually a very peaceful experience. I just hold up and I'm naturally very introspective. So it suited me to just be at home and I do have a piano and, and books. and. But um, I think I spend most of my time cleaning my apartment because I'm so paranoid about <laughs> my apartment's never been so clean oh, <laughs> about uh, the whole Delta thing. And we didn't know what was going on, you know. Yeah. So um, but I, I've been very fortunate during this whole COVID thing um, experience. And then I did leave New York because I felt it was getting very crowded and this was before the vaccine. So I, I actually traveled a fair amount. I mean, I just masked up and wore gloves and I went to Mexico and spent quite a bit of time over there and then you know um, when Europe opened up I went there but I just wanted to uh, be out of Manhattan uh, yeah. when it started getting uh, when it opened up and, and it really started getting very crowded and there was no vaccine so I spent um, a lot of time traveling you know outside and just doing you know what I normally do um, outside reading writing um, etc uh, hiking and, um, but in the last year, it's just been, uh, I would say very, very busy um, with, um, with the um, audition process and uh, filming and working, yeah. So there is a new movie. I, I, I was going through uh, some, some of the work which you have done and there are many, uh, you are part of many upcoming projects as well, which is going to be, I think, uh, released soon or aired soon. But the last one we had a conversation was a drop of the unleashed. Do you want to talk about that? Oh, that yeah, that was shot before the um, that was shot in 2018, yeah, and, and uh, so it was released. It's supposed to be released on, in, on March 13th, was it? Um, 2020, and of course it was delayed, you know, several times. But it is out, and it's on Amazon and um, a number of other venues. Uh, we did have an opening at uh, 42nd Street, and I did see it in the theaters. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, but since then, you know, I've done a number of other things. Um, the Resident, which mm -hmm. aired late last year. And okay. then I did a film with um, Ben Kingsley, which was absolutely wonderful. And Mark Turtletaub directing. Okay. Um, marvelous experience called um, Jewels. And um, I'm not sure when that's going to be out, probably sometime at the end of the year, I'm guessing, or next year. And then Partner Track, which I had mentioned, where I played the, um, um, the managing director of this private equity fund and real estate heiress. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then just waiting to hear about a bunch of other things right now. So we'll see. That's amazing, actually. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna watch Drop the Unleashed today if it's available on oh, Prime. Good, good. So I'm yeah, gonna watch that. Now. <laughs> uh, you know what, and Alex? There are uh, some questions I always ask from my guest, and uh, because our podcast is about when any woman 
uh, have uh, their smooth life, but then there's sometimes when they feel not so strong about themselves and they feel uh, like everything is falling apart, but then something click, you know, like epiphany comes to them. And when they realize uh, this is their power and then they decide again, they want to take the power back. Is there any moment uh, or whenever you feel uh, not comfortable in your own skin or something is not going according to your plan or you are feeling a low or depressed, I don't know if you go through or not, but those kind of, um, uh, if that kind of um, uh, thoughts comes in your mind, how do you cope up to get out of that the dark time to, again, to shine a light on yourself? What do you say? You know, I've always um, believed in that there's a divine intelligence. I don't think it's just mere mortals that populate, you know, our universe. And I think there is like a, a divine intelligence. And I believe we can create our own minds. And I believe, you know, in the Buddhist view and the Christian view and in Hindu view as well, you know, um, depending on which strand, um, that, um, you know, if you can control your mind, you know, you 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 can um, your life completely changes. So I um I I meditate. That really makes a big difference for me. Uh, meditation and prayer. Where and of course I've been through many periods of feeling low and depressed and and um, you know uh, yeah. I'm, but um, and when I'm in those states, you know, uh, when I'm in those states of mind, the only thing that really helps is just this firm belief and this faith and and um and i believe that we can change our lives and and change our mindset more so what happens is sometimes you know i'm just utterly completely you know bereft and depressed and i'll just meditate for an hour or half an hour and circumstances may not have changed they remain the same but i'm changed and i'm filled with a sense of joy but i've that always works for me and uh, of course I get lazy it's hard to, it's hard to sometimes meditate you know yeah. and um, but it makes a big difference and doing it every day um, it really keeps me very grounded and um, and you, you know I get you get the gift of joy I, I get the gift of joy so but the times when you just get so busy you forget to meditate or you're too tired to meditate and then you start to get like tired and cynical and um, and then I realize, you know, when I'm really in a wretched state that I have got to. It's, it's, the, it's the one thing that just keeps me sane and keeps me happy. So, yeah. Is there any code or a phrase which you tell yourself over and over again? Well, again, you know, it goes back, um, you know, um, it's, it's, it's not original by any means. It's, it's just I believe that we're all connected. And um, we have to, um, of course, you have to have a strong sense of self, but you have to realize that um, that um, you're not just isolated. You don't exist in isolation. You exist through other people, through things, you know, through phenomena, through people, through sentient beings, you know. And, and when you recognize that connection, you don't feel so um, alone. And I think um, so a lot of my... I, I think it's just being able to relate to people who alleviates any sense of loneliness or, or depression and uh, alienation. And um, 
meditation somehow i mean i do a lot of different meditations it, over time it's you know it's changed um i mean i used to do a lot more compassion meditations and but you kind of do it you know all the time like you know there's old one where you're sitting in a subway car and you look at everyone and imagine that they're, they're, they're your mother and when you do that you know you you relate to them very differently or you know if, if you don't have a close connection with your mother then you imagine um some being who you somebody who you have great love for cherish and and so i i guess i've gone through life just doing all these various meditations and somewhere it's just you know it could be anything if you're a christian you know, just say jesus or the prayer of the desert fathers or you know if you put this om mani padme hum or or but um or meditations using vis- visualizations and but um i i wouldn't you know um or just you know breath work or being still and just focusing on the breath and i guess i've been doing it for a long time so um it you know it's i it's a part it, of I your use, life anyway it's just yeah. with me all the time i i i yeah. I, use, i just yeah so i just uh i'm constantly aware and I, i think the thing is to be awake and to be aware and sometimes you know you get so embroiled in some scenario that you forget and you kind of have to remember and wake up and <laughs> <laughs> so my last question is to you uh would you like to tell um women and girls who are going to listen to this episode any kind of a words of wisdom do you want to share with it like because everybody is going through one struggle to another different level of struggles and they are different part of the world and and uh, how how do they manage to do that because not everybody do meditation right and then i believe like you mentioned as well uh being busy and not able to do meditation is somehow i feel like a good thing because you don't have time for meditation but sometimes when you are a little bit of in a dark and depressing state you don't feel like doing anything so everybody yeah. deal with situation differently so meditation doesn't uh, apply uh, or not everybody follows it every and, and i believe meditation has a different definition for everyone some has a meditation they do different things and that's part of their meditation do you want to give some sort of a word of wisdom to our listeners yeah no, i mean look i i'm i meditation works for me and then but of course we can go on about what meditation means but that that's not the place for that but um i think know yourself you know just know yourself know your boundaries know what works for you keep your dignity and sometimes you're in situations where it's very hard to keep your dignity you know and uh, where, where you're in abusive situations and then you just have to like hold firm and have a vision see it so i think the key is like see where you want to be and it may not be where you are right now and then make plans you know as to and hopefully you're able to you know you you're, you have the privilege of being able to um execute those plans and there are people who don't have that you know and i've been lucky i've been lucky that i've had time for prayer time for meditation and i'm i'm very fortunate i i i'm um but there are many people who aren't in that situation and then you have to develop techniques to deal with you know these terrible prison like situations that you're in you know whether with the family or a work situation or not so um but i think number one you know just really know yourself know your boundaries and have a vision for yourself um but but i i think having a a a good world view also helps you know like it's it's like what is it what is this nature of reality that we live in but of course not many people 
there are plenty of people who don't have time to ponder those things. So, yeah. um, but I think, and, and when I said what about getting busy, sometimes you get so busy, but it's not getting busy doing things you necessarily like, right? <laughs> and and that, can be really, that can be like kind of draining, it drains the soul, right? Or it can be, you just have to get something done and it's, it really is just work, you know, and you're not doing work that you necessarily like. And that can, and that's where, you know, the meditation comes in where, um, you know, or the meditation prayer, whatever, you know, you want to call it, where for me, it just calms me down and it, it, it just, uh, more than calms me down, it fills me with a sense of joy because I'm in silence, I'm in silence. And when I come out of the silence, you know, I start sometimes just have answers to questions that I didn't know how to solve. But um, as I say, I've been fortunate enough to to have the time to do these things. And, um, but, not, but not always, <laughs> not always, <laughs> now, 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 I, now I am in that situation, I've, yeah. But sometimes well, you're just in the trap and things go round and round. You just say, how am I going to get out of this? And you just have to sit down and say, I'm going to get out of this. I don't know how, but and just breathe and and then start living. Like you know? Yeah. Follow, like a law yes. of attraction as well. I follow that a lot, actually. Yeah. And uh, that's that's how always been my theory is. And that's what my dad taught me. The, uh, I never prayed in my entire life to be a nice woman or anything it never come to me like that i always say to myself i just want to be a nice human being and uh, i just always wanted to be a nice person and and it's it's not something uh like i have to have to it's just like it's a sense of a relief that i did not did a harm to anyone i do not think ill about anyone and everybody comes in your life as a chapter either they teach you or come along and uh, that's what I believe in my personal life. That if anybody, uh, if anything, I can I can leave as a as a mark on this life of mine, uh, uh, as an impression on everybody's mind. Is like if anybody know about Monica and they say Monica saying she was a nice girl. She was a really nice girl. And and I think that's kind of a self of uh, self assurance which I want to give you because. See, we all have struggles and some people going through right now, some people, I mean, struggle is always a part of your life, definitely. But uh, I know one thing that if uh, things are not going in the right way right now, one statement is everything shall pass, nothing lasts forever. So if nothing lasts forever is a correct phase. So even if you're going through a dark time or a bad time or whatever, it's not gonna be last forever so just sometime you have to sit quiet wait it out and wait for your ship to call you and uh, that's what life for me is i always been into in that zone so very well said very well said you are really <laughs> a lovely person monica thank you so much so uh thank you anna for uh being a amazing guest for our show and i'm pretty sure the listener is gonna love and they're gonna watch all these movies and they're gonna wait for new movies to be released and uh, i hope uh, this side of uh, of women people want to know because uh so many stories are out there but there is a there are certain stories which here is about how people write it and I think this episode is going to ta- teach you uh, teach them these things about that so let's uh, end this episode and I want to say to my listeners tune into our podcast it's available on Apple Anchor Spotify and Google Play as well thank you so much Anna it's and my pleasure thank you Monica soon. 
Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.